It's Survivor's Friendly Fire Show episode 209 for the end of August Gamescom 2022. Uh, that's the right year. I always write 2020 now. I don't know. Is that a thing that only I do or is that a you thing as well? Uh, no, I'm, I'm used to the year, but I think that 2019 was last year. So oh, we're there in similar. spirit. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Steve Wright, and joining me, of course, you've heard him already, Ben Salter. Hello, Ben. Uh, it's, it's the day of opening night live which is really opening very early morning live in australia yeah and we're going to talk about that obviously um but we'll, we'll get there in a second uh first because everyone is dying to know please tell me about your nbn experience you have super fast internet now right well i should have done i had a man came and he said he's going to check that my house can easily get the fiber upgrade they just pulled the thing in through the conduit or whatever they need to do and that seemed to be all good and two business days before my scheduled appointment, I get a text at like 11 p.m. saying MBN has advised uh, they have an issue on their network and your scheduled whatever can't go ahead. Um, and then a man called me a few days later saying he's from MBN and he's going to just go have a look at my house and they might be able to just do fix it straight away. And then it poured down with rain. No man ever turned up uh, and I haven't heard anything since. So I am not in a fiber connected house. So you only have like a hundred megabits down. That's yeah. Who, yeah. who can live? Who can live in such a, a horrid state of affairs? Yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> you're, not, you're not you're not happy with this, and I'm poking fun, and I'm, I I will stop now. I'm sorry. This is the this is a classic NBN experience. Every time I've had a tech come over, there's been they've cancelled. There's been a problem. Something hasn't worked. This is like the fourth house I've needed them to do something. Although this one I don't need them to actually do anything because I have internet. The others I didn't. Uh, so yeah, it's never really worked out. I didn't think it was going to be smooth, and I was unfortunately right. Well, it can only get better from here. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a bonus if it happens. Put it that way. Okay. Well, good. Um. I don't know if it's going to make you feel any better, but this is this is my day. Um, just just well, not even day. Like last week or so, I've just come off that uh, excruciating back pain where I could barely move. Uh, mm. We had three weeks off. Uh, that being we, uh, my hockey team that I play on, and uh, to make up for that three week break with like school holidays and stuff, we had three games over the course of six days, and we usually have one game per week so like that's already like killing me for like in terms of physical fitness and stuff but also just because like my back is not great um but the last game we had was last night at 10 30 which meant i got home at about one o'clock so i got approximately 15 minutes of sleep by the time i stopped being wired and had to wake up for gamescom which we will talk about in a second uh and then gamescom went till about six and i slept for maybe another hour or so and i've been up since so and you're still here for the show so what commitment still turned up for the show that we do weekly now so you had to be here uh no way we could possibly postpone and you're here and now we can talk about all the wonderful things you saw in that two hours because i did not watch it i uh skimmed the highlights on survivor this morning didn't even look at any recap videos because it didn't seem like there was that much but we called it we called it beforehand we said lower your expectations and with those low expectations i think it was okay 
Yes. Uh, just quickly for the, the video people, do you see I'm drinking a proper Peroni, yep. like an Italy Peroni, like just trying to get yeah. into the groove of, of Italy? Yeah. Um, we've, yeah, we've got a, we're totally off topic straight away. We live in an area that's very Italian, originally settled by Italian immigrants. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a bunch of like Italian supermarkets and like every Friday or something they get in the or they sell the proper Peroni for actually quite cheap, like way cheaper than Dan Murphy's. And uh, they have like a wine lady who tells you about all the wine. And she's always like, if you want the Peroni, buy it like quick because the tradies will come in at about like four o'clock and just clear them out. Oh. So good tip. In like the three packs or is it like more? You can get the three packs or like whatever the equivalent of a case is. Because ah, these are, yeah, these are in the three packs. Fancy. We're, we're very cultured in uh, the Cheltenham BWS. Uh, I am digressing already. Uh, Gamescom w- was, like you were saying, it's, it was like the, uh, the Summer Game Fest of earlier this year uh, in terms of overly long, full of samey games where they're like all spacey games or they're all like, uh, like Souls-like games or they're all like fantasy-esque games where they all sort of bleed into one another and it would be you'd be hard-pressed to kind of identify which was which if you were given clips without uh titles i think um so you you definitely made the right decision in sleeping in um so i'm jealous but um i guess we just get straight into probably the biggest piece of news is not even a game i think it's it's the the peripheral which has been rumored for a while it's the uh, playstation well it is the playstation but it's the dual sense edge which is essentially the playstation elite controller it has uh three different uh joystick thumbstick things with like concave or height or that kind of thing it has the two extra buttons on the back which you can kind of already get with that attachment that they made for i think the dual shock not the dual sense yeah that's all i want that bit Anyway. Well, we'll talk about those because I don't think those are as nice as the the paddle system on the Elite. But it's basically like the Xbox Elite, but in the in the DualSense version, it has uh, profiles with a like an on controller button that makes you or lets you select different profiles. Not that I've ever used that on the Elite controller. Uh, other swappable things. It's it's mm. basically the Elite, but it's a DualSense. Very similar. Yeah. And it's also competing with the um, the scuff controllers, which are even more expensive than the Elite, like that four, three or four hundred bucks. Um, so that's probably the market that it's in. Uh, worthwhile. Like I use my Elite probably less now than I used to. There was a time when I would only use that and the Elite, the Elite Two, which is the better version. Um, but this, the DualSense Edge, has something that neither Elite has, which is a share button, and that is a big part of why I've stopped using my Elite. Um, in that. A lot of the games I played recently on Xbox are to review or talk about or I want to capture something and it's just too hard to use the Elite to do whatever nonsense I've got to do. So um, not to complain yet again, but Xbox, we need the Elite 3. PlayStation, good job doing your Pro Controller because it has been what they've been missing, right? Like it's, it suits their audience probably better than the Xbox audience. So uh, a little surprised I didn't do it earlier. Yeah. Um, we don't know the price. We don't know the release date. But in the copy for the uh, Edge on the PlayStation blog, they do refer to like playing God of War Ragnarok. So I frankly wouldn't be surprised if it would be timed in a similar window. So I'm thinking November of this year. Um, mm. Kind of their like big Christmas thing alongside Ragnarok. Um so- a normal controller is 110, which is actually less than a game. I think they're 110. Less than a game, which is 125 uh, for a first-party PlayStation game. So 
The Elite 2 is 250 I would say this will be similar to that. Yeah. I can't see it being much cheaper. I was going to go like 300 but I thought the Elite was the Elite 2 was 300 um, If it's cheaper, then like, yeah, they're, they're going to position it. And like, that, there's nothing wrong. Competition leads to innovation. And if you're a little bit behind, you're going to like try to get up there and then try to innovate a bit, bit higher. And that forces the competition to do the same. So um, I would be surprised if Sony didn't put this very elite similar peripheral at a yeah. competitive price to xbox's uh version um which maybe will you know lead microsoft to maybe push out that elite three a little bit sooner than they might have and then you have your share button and Fine. either either console owner is happy because they're getting like the and elitist does, controller ever one that doesn't break as much so like the the elite one had loads of quality issues the elite two is better but it still has problems like for a 250 dollars controller it's not well made enough not durable enough it doesn't last long enough um and it has it's not like one thing that goes wrong there's a bunch of things that go wrong on it different for everyone it's not good enough really so that's why i want the elite three as well i hardly ever break a controller i will like i i did screw up the rubber grips on the elite itself but that was after like probably no, it was only a year, but I I, I get a, I get a bunch of use out of my controllers. I I sometimes will get like the the joystick drift in a regular controller, but that all being said, like my thirteen year old nephew goes through about four controllers a year, and I don't know how. Really? But I don't know, like I don't know if I'm the exception to the rule or if he's the exception to the rule. No, he's the exception. Besides the uh, besides the two elites or the four elites, whatever I had that had the rubber peel off and then like the bumper button break, um, I've never had a controller break. I think like my 360 controllers, which were well-loved, started to get like the uh, thumbsticks wear away a little bit. Um, Shane, previously on the Friendly Fire show, I know he had uh, his Dual Shock 4 like thumbsticks totally worn away because he played so much Destiny. And mm -hmm. so he, he he didn't want to buy a new controller. He didn't really use his Xbox controller at that point. So he took the sticks out of the Xbox, put them in the DualShock. Uh, he said, good as new. I, remember, it's, I don't know which episode this is in. A listener may do. But he yeah, he came and told us all about it. And he said he's made the best controller ever because he actually liked the Xbox sticks better, but he preferred the, the PlayStation layout. And he said he's made the best controller. So that was, a, that was some consumer advice on the Friendly Fire show in about 2014. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my husband again. He he has long thumbnails. He kind of like leaves them a little bit longer than other fingernails for some reason. And he will he will go and kind of like dig into the top of the thumbstick to drive sometimes. And like the the weird elite controller that I got from Telstra right out of the pack that had like same kind of markings. Like I was almost confused as if my husband had done it, but no, because that's the beauty of these elite controllers or the, the edge controllers. You can go and buy for like 20 bucks, like a, a bag of of yeah, joystick tops. So like Matt had done that to his legitimately, but I threw them out and I bought new ones. So that's kind of the good thing about that. Like some parts are replaceable, some parts aren't. Um, but theoretically, like you, you invest a little bit more at the start to get this fancier controller. And maybe there's a little bit of upkeep, but it's not like you have to buy like my nephew seems to make me do for him because I'm that idiot uncle like four controllers a year which would be $400 as compared to the 250 plus a little bit of maintenance so mm, so it, it's going to be a crazy expensive controller that could be cheaper if you wear out your control sticks in a ridiculously quick manner mm. that's, uh, that's our hot tip anyway what else did we have uh 
I there there wasn't a I, lot to be honest. Um, Hogwarts Legacy okay. is sort of contentious. There's a lot of stuff around J.K. Rowling, and we're gonna leave that aside for now. But like we've, if you go to any post that we write about it, it's there. So don't say she I'm not doing the, the due diligence. She didn't make the game. Exactly. Um, fittingly enough, I guess this this uh, new trailer that we saw for Hogwarts Legacy was all about the the dark side of what could happen, and it kind of shows you what you'll do as a character if you align with um, wizards or female wizards. What witches? do they call, they call them? Witches. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's been a, yeah. it's been a day. Um, who align with like the the dark arts? So like the theoretically short like short forming it the Slytherins of the world. Um, and I forget the dude's name, but people were like pretty clued into who he was. So it's probably in some sort of Potter lore. Um, there is a, like a nefarious evil dude who wants you to to bring zombies back to life and use Crucio and all that kind of stuff. So it it was surprising to me in that I thought it was kind of going to be a little like it's like any of those EA Harry Potter games where it's kind of just like I'm running around yeah. Hogwarts and ha 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 Wingardium Leviosa. So. Surprising. They pumped out so many of those. They were like one a year, and they they had like a game version and like a last gen version and like a, the next gen version at the time. Like they had they were putting out like four versions a year. Crazy. So did you have a chance to see that particular trailer? I saw some like you know when you're skimming Twitter and it auto plays a bit, but you don't watch it. That's Close enough. Extent. That's probably the extent of my interest in this game. I think I will play it. Like it's, I think it's cool enough. Like a you know the the world of something like Harry Potter that you can kind of do stuff in that's not Harry Potter. No offense to you, Daniel Radcliffe, but like just the world is way more interesting than what we've got out of that so far because it's been so focused on one child. And there's a lot more there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll probably play it. We we might as well very quickly detour and go to this week in delays because delayed is Hogwarts. Uh, what is it even called? Hogwarts Legacy. Legacy. Um, it was leaving a legacy because it was meant to be out this year, but it's now coming in February 2023. It was already delayed though; it was meant to come out 2021. So many delays. I think I think it's quite surprising in terms of the delays we've seen. In that this is like it's got the Harry Potter name. It would have sold like crazy ahead of Christmas if it came out in November, even December. Um, so to get those extra like two or three months, it can't be in that good of a way that they think that's going to make all the difference. Like it's it's a lot. I still think it'll sell. Like with all the controversy, even there, it's gonna sell like hotcakes. Like people love Harry Potter. Like I, it's a weird love hate thing for me because like I'm probably older than the average Harry Potter reader would have been. Like even like probably we were reading it at the same time. But you, I've got a number yeah. of years on you. But I was like kind of new to the country, and I had a whole bunch of train rides because I was like living an hour away from Melbourne, but working in Melbourne. So like the train ride was just reading. Harry Potter until I caught up to I think I had to catch up to get to book five or six and then like it was just like yeah it was a a lovely fantasy world that a lot of people can identify with and see themselves in it would be uh, amazing if the author would be happier with everyone identifying with it but that's beside the point uh, adjacently I guess this weekend not delays is Gotham Knights which for some reason got bumped up by Either four or five days. I can't do math mm. at this point. It's the 21st now of October. It was four days because it was coming out on the 25th of October. I don't know why. Like, what, what's the four-day difference mean? Super unusual in this, the year of delays. Um, I have no idea. Like, it, it doesn't really make any sense. 
Unless, like, is there something else coming out on its original release date? That <coughs> might be why. But, like, we're so used to seeing, like, the games coming out on this day. But if you pre-order or you buy the super fancy deluxe edition, play three days early or something. Microsoft is super guilty of that. Um, yes. Activision. Hogwarts is doing Microsoft. that. Hogwarts Legacy gives you 72 hours of early access, I think, with the whatever yeah. edition. So, it, But it's not doing that. It's just moving the release date forward. So unusual is it just to get more out of the way of ragnarok so uh something that was leaked before gamescom happened was the release date of um sonic frontiers which is the 8th i believe of november which is like it's whatever day it is it's one day before god of war ragnarok so like clearly Mm. someone at sega either just doesn't care or is extremely confident and i guess if you're the 25th of october or the 21st of october that's four extra days before God of War Ragnarok comes out than you had before. And maybe that makes a difference in some sort of weird marketing thing that's been analyzed maybe. by a lot of people in America. Could Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's got to be something to do with that. I would have thought if you're going to get out of the way of something, you at least go like two weeks out of the way. Uh, <laughs> it's not quite ready enough. Well, it's gone gold, right? So it's like it's done enough to be printed now. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, something went gold. Not a fact-based show. I think it was. I think that's, that was it. Uh, the only other game I noticed that did get a date that we didn't have before is Return of Monkey Island. It's coming in September, which is cool, which means I've now got a couple of weeks to play Monkey Island 2. As mentioned on the show, I played the first one a few weeks ago. Good game. And they work well on uh, Series X, so I'm going to play the second one. And uh, Off the yeah, top of my head, it's the 19th of September, which might be wrong, but it's whatever Talk Like a Pirate Day is. Yeah. Because har har har. R R R. And there was another pirate game announced, so much so that I can't even remember what it was called. It was like Tartuga. Tortega? Something like Whatever. that. Whatever. The subtitle was like a pirate's life. It looked um, like Sea of Thieves until. I thought it was Sea of Thieves until. Because like, that, that was a lot. That was another theme of, of Gamescom opening night live. It was like, here's a CG trailer for like. 75 percent of the presentation and then it will like kind of like that alien game that you weren't sure what it was at summer game fest it's like here's a cg trailer of something happening and then like here's this oh it's a it's a three-quarter down top view like puzzle game like what oh okay that's i that's and that was that other pirate game anyway I, uh, well, my question is, why do we have that? Like, Sea of Thieves has dominated... Like, it's made something out of its its thing there. Uh, and it's a cartoony pirate game. This looked kind of similar. Pretty similar, actually. And then we've got Skull and Bones, which I don't even know what that's trying to be. It's definitely going to be not a single-player game, they've already said. A release alive, for investors to, to tick off the box. Yeah, that, yes, we this was released. Now, see, those two I can see coexisting because they got announced at the same time. Skull and Bones totally fell away and Sea of Thieves, when it launched, to be fair, didn't really have that much content and people fell away. But over the past five, six years, it's really built up into something which has a pretty good community, pretty strong community around it. Hmm. Strange choice to then now someone else could be like, here's my indie pirate game. Like, you're really up against this one that's quite established. Anyway. It does take a lot of time for things to come out. And, like, and we've already had with summer game fest like this deluge of of space games and there were still more space games they weren't they weren't as like dead spacey as as we saw at summer game fest but there's like home home world 3 which is like a uh what's the word i want triple x triple is that how it is the triple x strategy like an rts kind of thing 
Um, XCOM? Yeah, like Exterminate. X, I think Triple X is right. Not the porn one, the other the other <laughs> term. Um, I'm probably wrong. That doesn't seem right. Uh, anyway, and there was one from Prime Matter, which I forget the name of it. Scars, Scar Abroad? Some, I don't know, something like that. There was a whole bunch of space say. games. There was a whole bunch of like Souls-like things. Um, All of Lords the of the Fallen now. got rebooted. There's Lords Atlas the something from... I think deck 13 like th that's the problem they're all so similar it's like I don't know I think I got the right one and I'm trying to describe something they all kind have of tricky depressing. names tricky names to remember and that's the problem like uh, the souls game is life of P which I've had to write down as like that's the souls like one and we might be interested now that you and I are souls people and we're all over that uh, we wouldn't have been last Gamescom but we're, we're into it now but like did you see the trailer for so that one though it's really good P is yeah, for I, Pinocchio like it's a weird like why would you make a Soulsborn, Souls-like, whatever you want to call it, based on Pinocchio? At least it's different. But like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like the name. Too hard to remember because it's like it's gone too simple. Anyway, it's like Life of Pi or Life of Yes, yeah, what or I like keep Liza Minnelli. I don't know. I keep going to weird places, but um. So it's, you um, did you did you see the trailer? It looks like yep. it looks good. It looks gorgeous. It it has that kind of like. Soulsborn, it kind of like Bloodborne to me. I think there was like a weird, yeah, which is the Souls game I still don't like. Yeah, um, but I with any any of these sub games to play them. So like um, secretly, like Jedi Fallen Order, I played before I was a Souls person, before my Elden Ring days, and I really liked it. And I didn't realize that it was kind of following that formula in a different way. Like it's not the same, but it's it learned from it and it tried to follow it in a more mainstream way. Um, I think I need to play them to really like. It's a type of it's the type of genre in which I can't watch and think, "Oh, that looks good. I'll enjoy it." Like Elden Ring, when watching someone else play it, I thought it looked awful. Um, yeah, I think I need to play it. Bloodborne, I played, didn't like. Sekiro, I kind of liked a bit more, but didn't really get into. And uh, I've only just started getting into Dark Souls Three, so like, I need to try them to actually to actually get into them. Don't play Dark Souls 2. We've talked about this. Um, the other thing that I think is important to talk about is High on Life. Because I was like really excited for it. And I don't know if you've watched the... It was like probably a 10 minute, I'd say, boss battle sequence. Yeah. I went from being like super excited about High on Life to really not excited at all about High on Life. And I don't know, like, I don't want to read... I don't want to tell you what I think yet. I want to kind of get what your take on it was, if you saw it. Um... I think, so when it was shown at not E3 this year, like it was very like, oh, that could be cool. Like it's something a bit quirky on the first person shooter genre. It's going to be a little bit different and probably worth trying because it's on Game Pass. Like, and I still think that's true. Watching someone actually play more of the game, I think it will be hard to play. It's kind of like trying to watch Ricky Gervais in The Office. Like it's, I think this is interesting, but it's like, it's too cringy that I, I can't watch. Um, and I kind of feel like it will it'll wear thin pretty quickly. So yeah. like having your gun just basically that's the premise. Your gun just makes jokes at you the whole time, essentially. Your toy gun, whatever creature it is. Um and yeah, just I think it will wear thin. Which is why it's a good game pass game. You can try without having to commit too much to it. Uh and I think a good um public service announcement for any subscription game is uh you don't have to play them if you're not that interested. It's not like if you outlay a hundred dollars on a game, you're somewhat committed to giving it a proper try. Uh, if you've got a game on a subservice and you're not into it, you can just move on. You don't have to play it just because it's a big name and you think this is worth playing because it's exclusive. Um, and I, I don't want to judge this too early, but I feel like it's going to be in that basket. 
And you can also head to Survivor.com for your list of things coming and going from those subscription programs. So if you do like playing it, but only in very short spurts, we can give you a heads up as to when it will stop being free and you need to either give up or finish it. Um, yeah. I think you, 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 you nailed it. I think it's, it's weird. It looked really quirky and fun, but I thought it was like a... I feel like I thought that was because it was an entire package. And this now seems to be like the talking gun game with some kind of like simple gameplay mechanics. Like you had to shoot a thing and hide behind a box and use like a grapple. And that seems to me like it was like um, Journey to the Strange Planet, which was a good game. But, like, once you stop playing that and you go back in, you're like, I don't... There's so many, like, weird, quirky things. I don't know how to tether and switch and do this and do that. Um, and I am the type of person who... I don't enjoy, like, the Saints Row humor. I don't enjoy the Borderlands humor. I thought I was going to like the humor in this. But, like, watching that 5 to 10 minute gameplay boss battle, I'm just like, I am, I am already not feeling the humor in this anymore and i hope it's not like this the whole way through i hope this boss battle is kind of like a a very yeah. specific segment and it's d different um i i do love rick and morty and i i like like lower decks is not it's not justin roiland but it's like the same vein and it's like i like that kind of take on things but like this just did not hit with me at all to the point where I just was like I was done probably like a minute in I'm like I I get this and I if this is what it is for the next however long this goes I don't want it and that was was like a constant monotone experience for me and that's unfortunate uh, and I I hope I'm just being too critical <laughs> and I hope there's more to it but like I'm not as as enthused as I was before I'd have yeah. to say I think we'll have to wait and see but I'm yes similar boat uh anything else uh from gamescom from you before i get into like all of the stuff i've been preoccupying myself with for the last fortnight um i think pretty much it's it's we knew it was going to be a low bar this year there's like nothing to announce essentially um but i do think it's disappointing that the two major or the three major th shows if you include um, the game awards are all done by the same company and even the same host and that they all have the same feel the same theme they seem to have the same connections, so there's always going to be the same similar studios there. Um, Here's Hideo had... Kojima. He's got a podcast. We'll give him 10 yeah. minutes. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And then your major players, so like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, are not really there at any of them anymore. They do their own things. And that's how it used to be. Like you'd have a press conference each for the major publishers, and uh, they were often shorter, but they were, and they often had a lot of filler in them, but they, they gave more time to the big hits you wanted to see. And this year, we haven't had those major publishers at either conference, really. I mean, Xbox was it, um, not E3, but yeah. And it's it's to have them all kind of combined into like one of like, a, we'll do a replacement show. It's not going to have any of those in it. It's always going to get, not to criticize any of these games, but it's going to get um, smaller scale titles, which are probably not as impressive to show in that format. They might be great games, but it doesn't really suit them that much. And they wouldn't have made it had you know xbox on playstation had stuff to fill the time and yeah. they wanted to be there um and yeah it's just it's imagine how much better it would have been if you had say um you know keely and his team do summer game first and then someone totally different unrelated did this show someone european perhaps even for gamescom um and then like they have different con different connections different people they partner with different hosting style different production style 
probably get a bunch of different stuff and it will feel different. They feel too similar as someone sitting at home now, which is kind of diminishes both of them. Oh yeah. Um, the, the presentation for one was, was like twice as long as it needed to be. Um, which was super unfortunate because like the first hour honestly didn't feel like it was taking that long, but the second hour just like crept by. The other weird thing is they had like Jeff Keighley was there and like, I think he's like sort of beholden to the Gamescom people like colon S or I think it's called colon S or whatever the governing body. It's like the ESA in, yeah. in, in America. So they would keep cutting to this like German woman like, and Jeff was like, straight to the camera teleprompter hello i'm reading my lines like i'm doing this off the cuff but like it's like right in front of me and i can just look in the camera and know exactly what i'm saying and this poor woman was just like reading off a card probably like not probably definitely in like her second language not in her native language and it was just yeah. like the and it was like lucy uh, o'brien who she put something on twitter i'm like oh my god like i didn't really think of it but i'm like oh yeah absolutely like this is like the Jeff Keighley like premium grade like experience. And this is like the poor like Gamescom like put her into this presentation like sub tier. Like she was amazing. It's not on her. It's like she had cue cards and she had to kind of like do it at a, at a different tier. And that sucks for her. Um, and that's kind of like that sums up the experience. And then they had these weird um, awards where it was like most anticipated PC and Xbox and PlayStation. And I think Metal Hill Singer was a nominee in the most anticipated every single platform. It was like, oh, well, that's weird. It's, it was all just very weird. The whole thing was weird. Um, the ads were, I can't believe I'm saying this in a Jeff Keighley joint. The ads were like less intrusive than in past, but they were still very prevalent. Um, yeah. That's the main problem. That's why these yeah. shows exist. And that's why they're so long because they want it. They need to sell so yeah it's always going to be too long for that purpose yeah but um and like i get that there's a very subset of people who are like dead island 2 oh my god it was announced in 2014 it's coming back like but that's that was the and one more thing thing <laughs> and i don't think a game that's been like rebooted like four times in almost 10 years is like the shining tent pole that you finish a presentation on. Well, you tell us because you got to see Dead Island 2 shortly before it was announced in Melbourne. Didn't even have to go to Germany for it. Yes, I uh, I went to that instead of going to the Saints Row launch. And from what we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about with Saints Row in, in future, I made a good choice. Um, Dead Island 2 is, is it's, oh God, it was Techland at the start. And they didn't want to do the sequel or they, they couldn't do the sequel because they were doing Dying Light, which they've now done Dying Light 2. Uh, it went to Sumo Digital. It went to like two other developers, I think. And now it's with, um, you can't just call it Dam Buster. You have to call it Deep Silver Dam Buster because that's how, I was going to say Koch Media. That's how Play On now works. Um they did, and I didn't realize this at the time, I spoke to a developer who I'd, I've met in person. He was, it was like 2.30 in the morning in London and he was talking to me via like Microsoft Teams. But I've met him in the past because he was a developer on Homeland the Revolution, uh, which oh, yeah, Dan Buster did. And uh, I don't know if that terrifies you because that game wasn't great. Thankfully, Dying Light 2 from what I played, it was like a 20 minute stint, is actually not Dying Light 2. Dead Island 2. Um, pretty good, actually. It's... it's um, 
very Malay dependent. There's um, guns and there's weapons with like long reach or short reach. And if you like charge your attack, you'll like basically blow through the skull of of a zombie. And you, like they showed that a million times in the in the trailer. Um, there's a lot of elemental stuff, so you can mix like electricity and water. There's like caustic acid. There's uh, fire. And the big, I guess, selling point that Dambuster is trying to make is that everything is built on this flesh system. So they've procedurally generated like bodies of everything on the map. So skeletons, internal organs, skin. And if you melt something, like it'll melt realistically. If you dismember something, it's not just going to like cut to like model of zombie with arm cut off at elbow it's going to cut it off wherever you impacted it like that's the, the that's the premise like it, it was 20 minutes i don't know if that's accurate enough or not but it was it, a fun little sandbox it's it's based in la which makes no sense to me because that is decidedly not an island um mm. and they didn't want to talk about co-op they didn't really want to talk about most of the six characters we got to play as um amy who is a sprinter with two like uh running prosthetic legs like the really like bendy ones that you see like when they're doing sprinting she's a she's a sprinter um there's the now from we know from the trailer there's that guy who was the focus of the trailer with the afro and like likes drinking a martini and killing things like it, it has character i'm optimistic for it but i'm not like super duper enthused for it does that make sense Please tell me what you think, because I've talked for too long. Uh, well, I don't think anything. I haven't played it, so I have no <laughs> idea. I do think you should be cautious for a game that has been in development so long, even though it's been rebooted several times. It's um, So they it started in 2018, from what they said. Sorry. Yeah. Which is still, like, how many games um, are in development, you know, eight years ago, and then they restart at some point, and they turn out fantastically well. Some, definitely, but there's also always going to be a Duke Newton 3Ds, which get rebuild like four times and then it's still terrible well so. and of late there's like the halo there's the halo infinites um of the world mm. which have probably been in development camp? for eight Where years yeah and <laughs> and didn't get rebooted and redone by someone but like just weren't done enough so like they've started in 2018 they said they've done it from scratch and in this yeah. in, in this in this economy in this development landscape like is is that scary um a good ex- like we're not talking about it this week but a good example of something kind of in the same vein is is saints row and it probably that needed a couple more years i'd say of of dev, absolutely so. yeah yeah we'll see but i'm i'm glad to hear that it's it's promising at this point because that's it's only good news yes uh you can check that preview preview i'm english hey, now <laughs> check that preview out on the website um alongside uh the first of two that we're doing on new tales of the borderlands which is like a, a telltale-esque it's not telltale because gearbox is doing it internally um, but a very telltale-esque visual novel uh pretty light on nitty-gritty details but there's a another gameplay reveal coming timed for a pax i don't know if i'm allowed to say that but too late i did um so keep an eye out on that um i think we should talk about that one when that second embargo lifts if i'm being Uh honest um we could definitely talk about splatoon 3 right now because if you've played splatoon 2 ben you've basically played splatoon 3 (sighs) it's kind of disappointing because like it's it's more of the same but also it's more of the same with a two-year commitment to content 
And things like Salmon Run, if you were into that, which is the Horde mode, is always on now, as opposed to, like, being uh, doled out in, like, okay. rostered shifts. Were you into Splatoon? No. Um, <laughs> well, don't then enough said. <laughs> I, I don't really get why this game exists. Like, it seems like it should have been on the next Switch. Not, not now, but... Maybe that gives us an indication that there's no new console coming for at least two years. Maybe. There's there's a lot of um, really good, like, party, like, Xbox, PlayStation party kind of elements that are, like, baked into the UI, which Splatoon 2 doesn't have. I don't know how hard it would have been to have just updated Splatoon 2, but of course, I guess if Nintendo's doing that, they're not selling you a, what, $80, $100 game again, so... Um, it's not bad. Like it is, it is enjoyable. If you like Splatoon, it's it's definitely worth the investment because it's kind of like sort of sort of iterating it, but not in a a huge amount. Um, that comes out on the 9th of September, so like Jay is going to review that when it is ready. Uh, also, you can hit the website for Park Beyond, which is a theme park builder uh, from Lambic Entertainment, which is from Germany, I think. And Pentiment, which is that Obsidian, it's like it's like a grounded, it's like the oh, little yeah. like side yeah. project thing. Uh, how, what what are you feeling about Pentiment? Are you like excited, interested? Um, not at all, really. It was like it looks like the little side project of a studio that I thought would be doing something bigger, which is not. It might be fine. Like I think it's a good. It'll be again a good Game Pass game. But I otherwise I'm. Yeah, it seems like maybe a small game that they had a small team working on because they wanted to get something out relatively quickly. And it might be good, but it's it doesn't yeah, it hasn't really captured me yet. That's it in a nutshell. It's 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 decidedly not obsidian. They're RPGs. I guess grounded is I there's a bit of RPG in, in grounded, I suppose, but this is another visual novel like New Tales of the Borderlands and like Telltale's Expanse and like the Star Trek Resurgence game coming out and like the Quarry and like the Dark Pictures Devil in Me like they're it's big now. Um, yeah. the, the the preview was weird because it was it was hands off and they like basically spent forty five minutes talking to you about how they were so influenced by the period the sixteenth century and the art and everything connected to that. Where like I guess if you were really into that period you'd be super enthused but it's like uh we've gone and looked at all these art books to make the the visual aesthetic look like either like a contemporary or modern for the time piece of artwork and if people talk to you they get a little speech bubble and like the the guy who's like using the gutenberg printing press his text will come in like he's setting it on a printing press and other people will be like they're doing calligraphy and it's all very interesting, but that amounts to like two seconds of like screen time where the text is coming in. And at a certain point, I think you're just wanting to like mash A to like get to the point and skip the like lovely animation of how the text comes in to just read the text, if that makes sense. So I don't know, like it's it's about a guy who's investigating two murders over the course of 25 years I don't know what Pentiment is, really, if what I've just explained to you doesn't make it make sense to you. You haven't sold it to me at all, so (laughs) wait and see. Exactly. Um, We're going too long. I'm exhausted. Uh, What what is up? You you tell me. 
that's it. That's it for Gamescom. I think uh, we've had this week in delay, so we can just move it along to the end. That's it for this episode. We don't even need anything else. We're going to be back next week. We're going to talk Saints Row. No, you have to uh, do that. How do we talk? How do we find you on the internet, Ben? Don't necessarily have to do that. You can find me <laughs> very easily. Now, if you Google me, you will find a musician actually. So uh, that that could be better. That's the no um, underscore underscore Salter, right? Uh, no, I think that's an old man. Oh. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yes, Ben underscore Salter. That's me on Twitter. I'm S right uh, AU. Uh, yeah. Like you were saying, sorry, I cut you off. We'll uh, we'll talk about Saints Row because we've both played it, for better or for worse. Uh, if if you want, you've got a week. So if you want to play a little bit and, and catch up to what we're gonna say, we won't go too spoiler heavy. I guess it's only been out for a week or two at that point. But uh, no figure out how it goes. Like uh, you can easily finish it within a week. Let me put that out there right now. So. Depends how much side missions you want to play. But should you even bother? Find out next week.